we will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not, not lose. lose. I'm a bad man. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. MH. He is the DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, um, covering it all, laughing it all, while providing a platform to be heard. All right, so you know how we do it. We got to welcome our guests in, right? And usually I kind of create these, but she had it all created for me, so I didn't have to do much work here, all right? So she's a talent whisperer, all right? An elite dot connector, all right? We're going to connect those dots tonight. She got a black belt in personal relationships and brand building, and uh, she's a girl that makes it happen, anything in sports, all right? So entertainment, NIL space, but currently she is the VIP of talent and brand partnerships, okay? So let's please clap it up. For my girl and yours, Ivory Tab. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. <laughs> All right, well, we thank you, we thank you. And how we jump into it, we just get going. We don't, no holds bar. And I know you can roll with it. So we like a shoot your shot moment, okay? So we ask all of our guests a time that they shot their shot. when they And you can't, because I know you shoot your shot daily. But we need a specific time where you shot your shot. You know, you bet on yourself and you said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. You could have learned something or you could have dropped the ball. So either way, man, share with the people. Okay. My very first time is, so I went to LSU. I ran track. I'm from New Jersey. So I was the academic advisor for football at LSU. That's how I really got into the business. Um the NCAA said that Southern University, all the HBCUs needed academic advisors because at the time they were still falling under the regular advisors at school. So NCAA said all schools need to be treated equal. So we went over there. We started that program. After a year, I went up to the girls basketball coach and I was like, let me be your assistant. She was like, what? You don't know anything about basketball. I said, you're right. I don't know X's and O's, but I know everything else. I know marketing. I know academic advising. I know community relations. I know scheduling. I know promotions. And best of all, preseason workout, they will be in the best shape they have ever <laughs> been in their life. That's and good. it worked. It worked. That's it worked. So everybody be like, how is you a girls basketball coach? And I'm That's like, how. That's how. <laughs> the mates. I love it. EJ, hit that uh, hit that Bruce Leroy sound again real quick. I had to. Huh? <laughs> we got to yes. add that to the drop. <laughs> yes. Literally, I was just like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, Ivy, where did your love for sports start? So, actually, if I, everybody that I tell stories to and I connect it to, it's my brother. Me and my brother are a year apart. Um, he's Clinton Tab the third and actually he's a high school football and basketball coach and we always thought he was going to go to the league so remember you played football and you were little league and you had the stuff you know the little pants and you put the pads in and do the belt and all of that that was me i made sure he was ready all the time yes like so i knew at a young age that i was going to be involved in sports in some capacity i actually thought i was going to be a trainer and um, like I said, went to LSU on a track scholarship. I got there. You needed 800 hours to take the test. So 
So I stopped running track to get ready to volunteer to take the test. Mm -hmm. First semester in, after the first semester, the head trainer was like, you're too cute. And I said, excuse me? She said, you're too pretty for this job. And I was like, what is she talking about? She was like, you know, and this is back in the day. So, of course, there are tons of female trainers now, black female trainers all across the board. But back then, you know, it wasn't. And she was like, what you think is going to happen is not going to happen. She was like, you know, you're going to be at, stuck at a high school, maybe a low in college, but in the NFL, the NBA, she was like, and there's always going to be an issue with your looks, the way you deal with the players and how they feel about you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a hard lesson at 1920 for someone to be like, you can't do this job. So I've had to pivot. Mm-hmm. First lesson learned in sports, always pivot, always have a plan A, B, C. And literally I said, so you just stopped running track. You gave back your scholarship. What are you going to do? I started tutoring and that's where the magic, (laughs) where the magic happened. All right. So let's, let's bring it back though. So you kind of start from the Genesis a little bit, right? So um, Camden, New Jersey. And when I say get it, how you live from that. I mean, I went home one year and my brother was like, let me show you where they taped the wire. And I said, the wire was not taped here. He was like, I know, but when we turned this corner, it could have been. <laughs> Just <laughs> like that. Enough, you know, we're, you know, when everyone be like, defund the police and it's so horrible. I'd be like, you know, we did that in Camden already and it worked out fantastically. It doesn't mean what you think it means, but yeah, nope. Camden, New Jersey. Right now, the Sixers, it's regentified because, you know, the Sixers practice at the waterfront. It's not that kind of waterfront. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't uh, no oasis. But it's water. <laughs> that's it. And a jail. Let's not forget that jail. If you go out the practice facility and go left, come right. Don't go that way. That day. <laughs> so, yeah, no Camden. And like I said, you know, it's hustle. It is the full-fledged, that whole Philly thing, that whole Get it? We throw snowballs at Santa, Santa Claus. The fans is the worst. That's us. And guess so, what? Everybody hates us, and we don't care. Philly versus everybody. So you're Philly because it's that because you you say and it's it's South, right? It's like so you gotta say South Jersey. It's not like don't get it twisted, right? Do not, do not. East New York. Don't even. That's North Jersey. And then there's regular Jersey, and it's like, who's from there? But South Jersey, you fly into Philly, you go across the three, one of the three bridges, Betsy Ross, Walt Whitman, or Ben Franklin, and you in Camden, you in Jersey. So, you know, folks that don't see it, don't know how close it is, but it's, you know, we used to run to Philly at track practice across the bridge. One mile there, one mile back. All right. So, I mean, you touched on the track, right? So let's go there. MH, you know yeah, I mean, is. yeah, you speaking of the hustle, you was taking money just with the uh, neighborhood races and everything like that. So, I wasn't taking money, I was the facilitator, I would set up the race. Oh, okay. let's, let's, I've always been the setter up of said things, and so I say that MH, my dad, he um, he retired from track, but my dad cooked track for 60 years, oh, so wow. we had you know, he was Carl Lewis's coach. We lived next door to them from Willingboro. Wow. That's the same thing. My dad, um, you know, that's all my dad did. He started a track club called Camden City Track Club. Everybody mm-hmm. in Camden ran for my dad. Back in the day, there were only two high schools at Camden. 
And Camden, Camden High, and y'all in the sports space know Camden High. That's where Dwan Wagner Jr. goes. And then the other one across the road was Woodrow Wilson, which now, by the way, their name is turned East Side. And you know, recruiters and folks be calling me like, "What's happening at East Side?" And I'm like, "What the hell is East Side? <laughs> Who are you talking about?" And then, like, it says Camden, so you know, I hit my brother, and I'm like. What is Eastside? He's like, oh, my bad. I forgot to tell you. They changed Wilson to Eastside because of the, because Woodrow Wilson had an issue. I said, oh, 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 oh. So, yeah. And then you cross the tracks and it's Pensalkin. And Pensalkin is where you sent your kids when you want it better. So that's kind of, it makes you laughing, but you know what I mean. I do. I do. (laughs) What, what, uh, what was your event? The 800. Oh, okay. Yes. Four two hundreds, perfect to get them how you live. And now, like folks, be like, "Do you have any advice for my kids on track?" And I'm like, "It's four two hundreds. You got to give me two really good ones, and I'm a. You need to decide where those really two good ones are going to be." So that's the strategy. I had to. I ran eight hundred in in my senior year in high school. I didn't have no strategy. Just run to. Uh, I couldn't run no more. So, so that was the strategy. No, I, I, I get what you're saying now. I, I wish I would have known that a long time ago. But. Before, right? <laughs> yeah. So when I say, um, like I said, this track thing, my brother actually, um, he coaches track now too, track and football at the high school we went to, Pensalkin. He just, um, his sprint medley team just ran the fastest sprint medley, and the sprint medley is two 200s, a 400, and an eight. They just ran the second fastest sprint medley in the USA this last weekend. So uh-huh. we, when we say we run track, we run track. And how it happened at LSU is LSU goes to Penn Relays. Mm-hmm. And literally, I saw them. They had one year they had on these tan uniforms. And across the front, it said LSU in glitter and purple mm-hmm. and gold. And when they took off, it looked like they were naked. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to school. <laughs> Sign me up. Please and thank you. Um, but at the time, LSU didn't have a scholarship, didn't have no book money, didn't have nothing. And, you know, back then I'm smart as a whip. So I signed up to go to, you know, UNC had already accepted me. Marion Jones was on the team. So it would have been in my life. I was going to marry Vince Carter. I was like, okay, just go to UNC. It's okay. And then last minute, LSU was like, we got a spot. Somebody got pregnant and here we are. So sight unseen. I went to LSU. And baby, it was so hot. Oh, muggy and them big ass bugs. <laughs> when I say the first day, my mom, we driving down there. My mom and my cousins, we there. She take this. She straighten all this hair. Boom. I'm ready. Can't tell me nothing. Got my little wedges on because remember, it's fall 95. So wedges in place. SWV is still doing what she doing. Coco got that split in the middle. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. Bamboo earrings can't tell me nothing. nothing. I'm here on a track scholarship. I walk across campus. I get to class. I sit down. This girl from New Orleans with two gold teeth in her mouth tapped me on my shoulder and she said, baby. <laughs> yes. She said, you're her. I said, my what? My what? <laughs> She said your hair. And I'm like, oh, my hair in my mind. I'm like, it's great, isn't it? It's great. And she's like, no, no, baby. I think you need to go to the trail. I said, the what? 
the bathroom. Fine. I get up. I go to the bathroom. Blue up. <laughs> when I say I look like I was in the in the field <laughs> picking cotton. <laughs> I summer day. Yo. Yes. What that that's uh that's it right there, right? You learn so <laughs> braids, uh braids is quickly uh adapted. <laughs> when I say literally, and then between track practice, cross going through everything, it was like, and then you know, what's so interesting now, especially about kids and this whole college space and everything, you know, I wanted to go away. My mom was like, You better apply to Rutgers, and I was like, Rutgers? Who the hell is going to Rutgers? Lady, I am <laughs> Double down. I'm well, however. And so, you know, it's so funny right now as going through the process, you know, I do a lot of mentoring. I do a lot of um, helping kids, you know, look at their options. My brother thinks I work for him. So, you know, we do a lot of recruiting. And it's one of those things that, you know, I'm like, bud, we call him buddy. I'm like, why don't kids want to go, you know, for them down south at home for us? The East Coast is really only three places. The East Coast is Philly, Jersey, New York. That's the East Coast. That's, that's it. it. Okay. That's it. That's, that's it. the East Coast right there. They nobody else is invited to the party oh. in the club. You, you're in the burbs. Like this is the real East Coast. Exactly. The South is West Virginia. That anything the South, the dumb kids think. <laughs> Virginia down is the South. Okay. So, you know, they'd be like, I'm like, why don't they come down south? And my brother be like, they going to Maryland? I'm like, no, I mean deep. Oh, ba Bama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Georgia. That's what I'm talking south. And my brother's like, kids not built like that. You know, to go from home across, same thing out west. You know, it's a different time frame. You out there by yourself. You know, and that's, I try to get kids, I'm like, listen, this is the only chance you're going to get to do whatever you want to do, how you mm -hmm. want to do it for free if you do it right. Right. Especially in this NIL space, especially in sports, you know, people be like, oh, I don't want no student loans. Just get it. Go. This is, if you ain't tied to nothing, this is your chance to see something. Mm -hmm. So that, that, so that's why you, that's why you wanted to leave. You just wanted to see something or. I, besides being naked on, on the on the track. <laughs> so I knew I was going to work in sports. And so even back okay. then, I was like, go to a school that has a name. Yeah. Go to a school that you walk into a room. You could say, you know, back then, UNC, you go anywhere. And folks want to talk about Jordan and Michael and whatever. Yeah, that's true. Right now, you know, in this Power 5 space and what LSU was cooking, because, I, you know, I love LSU with all in me. Mm. LSU, I could talk sports with anybody. Five. I could. I'm going to talk trash. I'm going to talk sports. We going to put up or shut up, win, lose, or draw. You know, in my mind, I'm like, come on, women's basketball team. They ranked us third, even though we should have been second. We got to make it to the tournament. And Dawn going to give us this work, but at least we was there. <laughs> Love it. So, all right. So, you got down to LSU, right? So, in Baton Rouge, there's another school down there that's real near and dear to all of our hearts right so it's hbcu down there yeah and you and you kind of talked about like when you shoot your shot moment how you had interaction with them you know um later on becoming um uh, an advisor and all of that stuff at any point you know since you stopped playing uh running track was there any point where you wanted to go take classes over there oh. you did take classes or like how 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 is that relationship while you were down there 
ride. It's a tech. It is a it's you close. get on LSU Transit and it'll take you to Tiger Jaguar Connection. That's what it used to be called. You ride that little loop and you go over there. You know, and that's what I tell people. I'm like this weekend, as you mentioned, I was there talking at um a sports boot camp agent, um, a sports agency boot camp. So folks that want to be an agent. The first thing I said when, and it was on Southern's campus, the first thing I said, if you want to be an agent and you haven't been over at LSU, you don't want to be an agent. I mean, you have to use everything that you have in your advantage to your advantage to get what you want. And the thing to me about HBCUs is, and I say this all the time, HBCUs really don't want to be in the business of sports. And when I say be in the business of sports, you know, with these power five schools, they lie, still cheat, but anything to get ahead and mm -hmm. put themselves in the position to win uh power five is going to figure out a way to do it with the NCAA's blessing. HBCUs don't like to do that because they weren't built for sports. And they will tell you we were built for academics because based on the times we were founded, we were going to school to learn. And these are what our institutions are. So guess what? When you get in sports, Dion, yeah. is, when you get in sports, you got to get in sports. Mm -hmm. And it's a total different ball game. And I used to always say, you know, before, I used to say before um, the, the the trend of hiring coaches, I and folks would be like, oh, if we all went to an HBCU, HBCUs cannot afford to manage a power five kid, especially let's take football for three years. You don't have enough money. You ain't got enough boosters. You ain't got enough women on campus to make it shake because whether we like it or not, that's what's going to bring them there and keep them there. And, and it just is what it is. And so at this point of the game, and I, and I say all the time, I'm like, Bethune-Cookman should have never let Ed Reed go. Never. Mm. Yes, he said what he said, and it was a problem, but you get somebody like me that's now his right hand there, and that doesn't happen anymore. But you're still in the conversation. His connections are still in the conversation. You take that video that Ed made, and that's what you use to go around to all these corporations who say they want to help and yeah. say, see, see what we're dealing with? This is firsthand account. Put your mm -hmm. money where your mouth is. You use that to flip it to give you what you want, and Ed Reed is still your coach. Now the attention is back on Bethune. Now you're showing that you're moving in the right direction because now you're in the sweat with the rest of the big dogs, and that's a whole nother ball game. And you do, you had to uh, take that negative into a positive, right? Like you could have flipped that whole narrative because the issue is the issue. You know, we can all complain about like how it was handled. You know, we all don't handle things, you know, maybe the way that someone would like. But it's like you said, how you, you, you handle that and create that narrative. So you talked on this topic and I was going to kind of talk about this later on. So I'm going to kind of go ahead and move into the, uh, we call it um, in the, in the game. So we're going to talk a little bit about your career. So starting out, you know, you had a relationship or you worked with Dion very closely kind of early on. I mean, you work with a lot of people, so we want to kind of get some of those things out, but how was it working for him? And then uh, what you learned from him working for him, what do you think about his uh, conversation, um, his change from going from, um, Jackson to the PWI uh, Colorado and I think I got a little bit of it from what you gave us but I still want to hear kind of one like how you started your relationship with him and then how that translates into now 
So my very first client, um, after I was the, the basketball coach there, my very first client at, um, at school was Marcus Spears. So Swagoo, that's my guy. And literally I said, my guy, he was my student. Then the whole time he was at LSU, we kept in touch, kept in touch. You know, it's time to get drafted. He called me. He said, we get, we going. I said, where are we going? He said, wherever I get drafted. So at this point, we had no clue. We wind up getting to Dallas. I get to Dallas. There's a bunch of other LSU guys on the team. Brandon Bass is on the basketball team. So, you know, I had six or seven guys immediately. So when kids are like, oh, I want to be an agent. And I'm like, who's your clients? Who do you know? Is your brother a five-star? Do you got... Is your daddy a cousin? Like, what's your you, tie, right? Exactly. Where where your pipeline at? So, <laughs> I, I'm serious. It ain't you laughing, but no, I'm I'm, I, that's I'm like, real. That's real. I and claw to take that NFL test. You only can take it in July. If you fail it, you taking it again next year. You got to wait a whole nother year. But if you pass it, you got three years to have a client that's in the league on contract. You just showing up. That's one of the but, things I don't know about. Right there. We'll put a pause on that because y'all want to come back to that. Um, so I get there. We It's going great. Now Bill Parcells is their coach. Bill say, we ain't doing none of this. We ain't going to be in the streets. We ain't going out. We ain't, so I had to get a job, a real job, because my other job, which was managing this, left. So actually, there's a huge company there called The Marketing Arm. They have um, their branding and marketing company one of the biggest in um, the world when you want to talk about sports marketing and they had a talent division and talent, as we call it in the business is, you know, the athletes, celebrities, that's who you're negotiating contracts with. So literally they hired me and they said, we want to, they said, we want to hire you to work on an AT&T campaign. And I was like, okay. They were like, we want, um, we're going to do this thing. It's like it's called home turf. And what it is is kind of like cribs where you go to all these different athletes' house and we give them AT&T products. And, you know, it wasn't YouTube TV and all that. You watch it. You watch it like we're watching it now. And you just watch the video. So we're literally making these 32-minute uh, videos with each of these athletes. I said, okay. And then they were like, and we're going to launch a new product at the same time. So I was like, okay, cool. So we get there, you know, it's 30 different athletes. And when I tell you, I'm picking the 30 athletes, I'm saying to AT&T, these are the, the guys from all the sports that I think we should go to their houses. Uh, for the first five episodes, it was all basketball. And um, Kenny Smith was my host. So me and Kenny are really good friends. The next 25, Dion was my host. So I basically was on the road with Dion for a year. And on the road, when I say a superstar, a megastar, a, a star. Dion taught me how to do this job, how to handle talent, how to handle athletes, how to handle adversity. You know, literally some days he felt like signing autographs. Some days we in the airport, he just taking pictures, you know. So I know how to check a temperature of a guy to be like, okay, what is it that we're doing today? How is the, the audience and how are we going to proceed? You know, that's the thing I always get when I talk about guys and, and their teams and ladies too. When I say guys, that's everyone. I say, who's your me? Who's the person that's telling everybody no all the time? Who's the stop gate? And not the me that's attached to your family, that's your homeboy, that's your cousin, that's your sister, you know, like Tasha Mack and Malik, and he got TT, not TT. <laughs> Who is Tasha Mack? Who is stopping everything? 
because you need that person because you never want to be, oh, we saw such and such at the He's airport. So he was old. so mean. No, he was great. But that girl that was with him, oh my gosh, she was horrible. Yes, I'm horrible. So that's, and that's what it looks like. And that's a, that's a learned behavior. That's uh, you got to know your guy. You got to know what's, what's, what's happening. And I think that's one thing that, that I do very well. That's my, one of my, my, my magics and my <laughs> magic is putting the right brand with the right athlete so that, you know, it works. And so for me, like I said, I was with Dion for a year and it's one of those things that I learned so much because, you know, back then he was still Dion saying, you know, we couldn't go anywhere without it being a, a thing, a mile, everything. Right. <laughs> so then, and then what's your quick kind of like, you know, high level view of him leaving in the Jackson state situation? He had to, he did everything his contract said he was going to do and more. And folks don't like when I say this, but Dion did more for HBCUs in the last 10 years than anybody has done. Ooh, you should have been on our show, boy. Cause that's was, what I was saying. Hey, 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 somebody, all of it. All of it. Guess what? Everything that comes, two things for certain, one thing for sure. First thing, they didn't pay, he, they couldn't afford him. Mm -hmm. So everything that we see that's coming out now about old oh, ticket sales and shirts and member, blah, 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 those are all incentives that needed to go into the contract so they could be able to even afford to keep him there. Right. That's number one. The exposure, the millions and millions of eyeballs alone. If I had to turn that into a marketing plan and a business plan and I'm saying, okay, how much exposure are we going to get? And you're paying for exposure. That's through the roof. Yeah. Good morning, America. Nightline. Game day. Yes. Game, game day. day. Come on, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So yeah. for him to jump to Colorado and right now I'm like, they're like, all Dion needs to do Six games. I look at that schedule and I see five and a possible. I look at who he transferred in. I'm like, we got to win a spade 10. We go on six. I look at, <laughs> it makes you laughing. I'm serious. I look at everything and all the moving parts. And you know that video that dropped last week with, oh, he trying to make it sound like an HBCU with the band. Man. He didn't say that. He said, I want theme music. And if you know yeah. Dion, he's had that his whole existence. So that's nothing new. So for me, I'm like, oh, he could get six. If he gets six and go to a bowl game, that's a winning season. Mm -hmm. But he did it because his son, he feels like his son can play in the NFL at quarterback. That was MH. MH had that whole kind of, that was the thing when we had our show. That's perfect. Perfect MH. spot on MH. Because yeah. guess what? Now he got to pay in the pack. Correct. Now, for the first two years, we got to get some competition because guess what? They out. You, your biggest competition is leaving other mm -hmm. than Oregon. So UCLA mm -hmm. and USC is about to be out. So his, his, his last year, let's run this table. Let's yeah. see what it really looked like. Correct. And he's always put his kids first. And he's and fighting like, that challenge of he's raising a black quarterback, and we already know what the, what the, the obstacles for that. So yeah, he's got to got to get that competition in those next couple of years. That's good I, stuff. Yeah, I appreciate you touching on that, and uh, I I agree wholeheartedly. But I, I want you to you, you mentioned it a little bit. If you could take us kind of a little bit behind the scene, not necessarily with Dion, but just matching the brand with the athlete. I always think that's interesting because ESPN has the same tired stories about you know 
single parent household and homeless and all those type of things. And I guess tell us how's the strategy about matching the brand with an athlete? How do you go about that? That's literally so, um, you know, it's being around these guys and actually deep diving. So, you know, before back then, it, it, it wasn't that strategic. You know, it was, okay, I got $10,000. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out who, who wants to do it for $10,000. Let me match them up and let me make it work. You know, and back then, of course, it was it was easier. But now it is a, a lot of temperaments, a lot of emotion. You want somebody to shake hands, kiss babies. You need this kid. You want somebody who will go in front of the room and rah-rah and give a speech. You need this kid. You want somebody that's going to be right here. He's going to say his message. Ain't nobody allowed to touch him. Ain't no, as soon as he get finished, he walking off the stage and he out. That's this kid. You know, all of those things make your events, make your partnership, make your brand successful. And it's one of those things that when I say I, I, I pick kids and I brand, you know, I made Cliff Paul, I made Chris Paul, Uncle Cliff. And I say that to say because back in the day before the Uncle Cliff campaign evolved, I picked Chris Paul to be in that State Farm commercial. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, y'all want somebody that assists? Y'all want somebody that's a helper? Boom. Boom. You you and I have tons of of those of how it started and 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 where we're at, you know. And it's one of those things that makes how you do it is literally you have to listen, you have to watch, you have to know, you know. It's so funny because, you know, back in the day, I used to be all at work, all of my little gossip sites and boom, boom, boom. And the guys used to be like, every morning you come in and you start there. Oh, because I need to know what the streets are saying. Because mm. the streets is going to tell me who I'm dealing with. The streets is going to tell me what happened when they was out and about and who the woo. And that's what we need. Because wow. we're somewhere and one time that switch gets flipped from on to off and something happens. I got to know how to manage that something happened. And your agent, your manager, the person who I'm doing a deal with is always going to pump him up and always going to say, oh, that's the perfect person. They're going to be great until I realize that, hey, remember last time they was here, remember the street said this happened and they cleaned it up. So here we go again. So that's what it looks like. And it's literally, you know, but... If somebody tell you that they not going to do it, and that's why it says talent whisper at the top. If they somebody tell you that they not going to do it, you got to, and you need this guy, you got to figure out a way to get it done. And wow. me, that's what I do. I get it done. So I want to touch on a couple of other uh, roles before we talk about what you do today. Um, really quick. And I don't want to kind of glaze over these, right? So Panini, being at the car brand, you know, uh, really spent more NBA, right? That was a lot of your time during the NBA. And then you go to American Cancer Society. And the reason I choose these two to highlight, you've done a lot of amazing things, but uh, the American Cancer Society was mainly football. So what are some things that you learned about those? Is there any love working with basketball players versus football players? Because um, you got two football players that's here and, and we don't get the love because we got the helmet thing we got to deal with. But uh, what were just kind of like some some nuances working those that you can get people that want to kind of get into this? Because you do a lot of talent management. You touched upon uh, being able to find the right person for the for the right gig. Give me those kind of nuances for those two roles. So remember, technically, 
mostly, it's always flip-flopped if you look at the career as a whole. Remember in the beginning, I had football all the time because that was LSU and that was football. So I, you know, I knew how to move with football. And then, like I said, the helmet on, that's the blessing and the curse. <laughs> then, like you said, moving to Panini, I was in charge of basketball and it's so visible, but it's, it's a small sample size of kids. It's only 15 compared to 53 that's on. And when I was at Panini, you know, I was with kids. When I say my guys that are my guys, Anthony Davis, me and Anthony, like I saw him turn into a superstar before my eyes. So, you know, and it's literally, you know, all of them. It was very good because I, like you just said, I hadn't been to All-Star in a minute. So this year when I went to All-Star, you know, all my old guys are in it now. You know, all my old guys are like, yo, we ain't seen you. You <laughs> football and i'm like listen right but smartly one thing that i was trying to do when i was at american cancer society is give them the same build an nba program like the nfl program because it's all in the same vein you know that's the thing that i tell agents and managers and guys period and young folks when i'm talking to them now build your community relations base up immediately because when something hit the fan and something goes wrong and you need something to fall back on to get goodwill, to gain a better eye in public, to change, to shift the narrative, it ain't like you showed up yesterday. You, Your team and your people could be like, we've been doing this. And that's what you fall back on to get back right in the public eye because people love a good story. Like I said, that you know, that stuff that's popping off in Memphis, not on my watch, baby. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, MH. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. And just going to jump into, <laughs> well, yeah, we need the whole kind of church session for that boy over there. Anyway, so kind of going into, and like, it just almost seems like this role that you have right now, VP of talent and, and partnerships just kind of like was created exactly for you. Right. Like you've been doing this almost in your sleep or for, you know, a lot of plus years, right? So, yeah. so one, how did you find this role, and and what is kind of like you? I think the the toughest part for you, because like even though something seems like it's made for you, you know, there's still some challenges, hiccups, and, and things that you're learning through today. So, kind of share with us that. So this role found me, and how? Oh. And I say it found me. Um, it has 55 athlete investors, and and how it works is, you know. And the core of the program at Player CV is because we have these investors, these investors want to make content and they want to do things. So instead of me having to run out and say, oh, beg you to do X, Y, Z, you already want to do X, Y, Z because you are embedded into a media company. So when I say it found me, Chris Paul and his brother CJ actually recommended me to this job. They were like, oh, you dealing with talent? You need somebody to wrangle them? You need ivory. So literally, that's how I got to this job. And um, CP's one of the investors as well, correct? Yes, yes. So it's that whole Dwayne Wade, CP, Mello, thing. And it, you know, that, and it works. And the boat crew. <laughs> yes, yes, it is the crew. Yes, it works. But it's one of those things that it's also, um, you know, on the brand side. One thing that is fortunate for me, like you just said a brand can come and say, hey, I need X, Y, Z, and I know how to go get X, Y, Z. And, you know, if the numbers work and if it works, then it's great. If not, let's pivot and let me give you some other talent that you think, you know, that I know would fit. 
the growing pains of it all is it is a startup and it is, you know, a startup business and it's up and down and it ebbs and flow. And so, you know, the, uh, it's a fantastic company, you know, once it gets over some humps and some hurdles, it's, 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 it's fantastic because literally you should want to make good content. You know, it's uninterrupted before uninterrupted blew up like it did, you know, and it's, 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 you think somebody want to watch a show about you and your garage fixing a car? They don't. Now, if it's at your grandma's house and your grandma was out there with you and she funny, we want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the, the, no, that's not a good idea. Nobody wants to see that. I promise you nobody wants to see that. But, you know, on the other side of it, branding and activations, you know, like you said, I could do those in my sleep. Um, for me, it's just, it's commercial. It's a long day. And it's, it's so funny because when, you know, when we're on set and we're making these things, uh, we have a director and, uh, all the time, but one director who makes like real commercials, he's like, you're the best, um, producer ever. I'm like, who's the producer? He was like, you, you are doing the producer's job. You make sure we on task. You make sure everyone show up. You make sure, you know, for me, I'm just doing my job to make sure talent is doing what, they're contractually obligated to do so we can get in and get out. So it's interesting. It it is it is interesting. You better start telling them to give you them producer credits. They want to start Facts. throwing their word around. Look, that's what I said. I said y'all ain't told me nothing but a word. And they was like, you know, when you think of it from start to finish, I said, oh, give me some EP. But what's so funny? Here's a great story. Lash at American Cancer Society, I had uh, Tasha Mack. She was actually doing something for me. And That's so, Miss Wendy, I said to her, I was like, I'm Tasha Mack. And this was at the beginning of the show. She was <laughs> and she didn't believe me. She left. We went through the night. Uh, Najee was my talent. Some stuff came up. I'm moving. I'm shaking. Towards the end of the night, she looked at me. She said, oh, you for real, Tasha Mack. I said, oh, you thought. <laughs> you thought this was play play. Yes. I said, you thought that I was joking? She was like, do you know how many times I hear that? And I'm like, yeah. She was like, you got some stories? I'm like, you got some writing credits? Yeah. <laughs> so, so are you the reason why they changed Tasha Mac character so bad when it went to BET? Man, I, I hate how they did Tasha Mac character. And you let me tell you what is so funny is like I just finished watching the new because you know they have a new season and it's on Paramount Plus, and I just finished watching it. I'm like, that's not right. Like, who's doing this? That ain't even image that can't happen ever. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. MH, you ready for them quick hits? Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I just come some random questions, kind of get to know you kind of things. Uh, first time, if ever, have you ever been starstruck? Oh, everybody has one. I know okay. my one. Every time he walk into a room and just stop. Hey, Mike. I know, Jordan. I know. I, I, yeah, the very first time I met him, 2004. All stars in Philly. I'm in there. We ain't think he was gonna show up. My cousin come running across the room. She said, "He here. He just walked in." <laughs> you know, I gotta get my hair together. Okay, okay. He come in. He got a big old bodyguard with him. And I look at his bodyguard. And I say, "I have to meet him." His bodyguard's like, "No." I'm like, "But I do." I said, "I've been waiting my whole life for this." <laughs> and he was like, "They all have." And I said, "If you don't let me meet him, I'm going to pee my pants." He said, "What?" 
I said, right here in front of you, I'm going to pee my pants. He's this close and you're not letting me get no picture or nothing. He just bust out laughing. He whispered in his ear. That was it. And so everywhere I go, every desk I have is this rusty, because it's a picture. It was on a, a <laughs> the camera, the 24 hour. It makes you laugh. It was so <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was my first. That was, that's my one. Um, uh, love yeah. it. Love it. That's a great one. Favorite song. Fav oh, well, you said uh you said Dion got theme music. What would be your theme music? What would be your theme song? Um, um, uh, ooh, something with something that have to do with work. Probably Michael, that Michael Jackson. I've been working, working day and night. Yes, yes. It would probably be something like that because love that, it. you know, that's what this job is, but I, I love it. And I wouldn't change that for anything. So yeah, probably something like that. Uh, favorite food. Um, favorite food is Chipotle. I could eat Chipotle ever. Did you drink I'm, that? I'm, oh, I'm with you. I'm shaking my oh. head and like, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, every yeah. day. Every day. Every day. I could eat it. And I'm getting the same bowl every day. The same one. The same one. I don't need yep. to vary. I don't need to try nothing. I tried that quesadilla that your boy made famous real quick. I went right back to my bowl. I'm good on it. Chipotle every day. You got you got three dinner guests that you can have a dinner with. Who would those be? Of course, Michael Jordan is there. <laughs> of course. Um, um, Jackie Joyner Kersey. Mm. And um, Mike, Jackie Joyner. And I will put Dion there because I know what he's going to give me. I know what each of them three, those, those are very strategic. I know what all three of them are going to give me. And I feel like when you pick the best at all of your sports, and even if, let's say, if I push, if I switch Dion out and I put, um, I switch Dion out and I put another football there, uh, let me see. Uh, Oh, Lawrence Taylor. I could put Lawrence Taylor there because I love I I oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um I could put um um oh Odell. I could put back. Oh, oh, hold on. Now wait, we didn't have some I I don't want to hate on Odell, but we didn't have Odell. some pioneers and then Odell just slipped in there. He, he a pioneer? He I wouldn't put him in there as pioneer. I, mean, I would put, one hand catch though. I mean if you want to And not even that. I put him in there because all of them are branding and marketing icons. You know, I always look at it from that lens. Whether we like it or not, Odell ain't played in three seasons. He's still <laughs> the number one selling Nike football athlete. Yeah, that's true. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, and not even, and it's a story of, you know, for me, I don't even have much to say in this conversation. I'm watching how their Odell's mom and dad ran track. Miss Jackie in track. Odell, you know, Miss Jackie played mm -hmm. basketball. Odell could have played back. Like I could see mm -hmm. how those stories. And then, like I said, that's the curveball. He he <laughs> is the curveball. Then we got this whole LSU thing and Nike. She went to UCL. So yeah, I could turn it into a whole thing. Yeah. So you don't put any, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm hijacked. You don't put Shaq nah, nah. in there? I mean, LSU, you got to give Shaq. No, I, mean, I, I was say. looking for Ocho. Where, where, where Ocho. my boy? Oh, and I 
I even forgot. Yeah, no, I would definitely do the dance with Ocho any day of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could put him in there. Like I said, I'm looking for, and then, like I said, if we swap them out and I push Miss Jackie out and I put, like I said, I could make that whole, I could make that whole thing work. Easy. Oh, give you a not, not, yeah, no, no. Jackie, <laughs> Jackie got the Jackie got the to-go box. She got she got to order hers out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Miss Jackie will be like, okay, Miss Ivory, I, this is not even for me. Let me get out of here and you drop somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, no, I could for sure, for sure. Is there somebody that uh, maybe two two guys that you are two guys or when I say guys, I mean men and women as well um, that you would like to work with? So I've never met Serena. And I, I would do, I would definitely do the dance with Serena. Um, um, and I've met Tiger, but I haven't worked with him. So, you know, other than that, though, kind of anybody else I've met, I've, I've done some type of work with them. I've, you know, been behind the scenes with them. I'm not heavy into baseball, but, you know, I've done a bunch of baseball stuff too. Um, so yeah, I, and it's one of those things that like, I don't get flustered. Like I'm the person in the room who your people coming and you all, and I'm like, let me tell you how we're going to do this. Let me tell you how you're going to get this picture. When I walk, you walk. When I, you just shake your head and you just do what I tell you to do. And it's going to be a fantastic night and everybody going to be happy. And <laughs> no, that, like literally that's why now when folks uh, are like, yeah. why do you do this job? Why are you in it? Like to get to, for let, to let people meet their ones, especially like little kids when little kids be like, oh, my favorite person is boom. And I'd be like, okay, he here. Let's see what we could do. So you could get in front of X, Y, Z, that kind of thing. So that's the kind of that's the things that bring me joy now. I'm good, brother. I'm awesome. good. That's, good. that's good stuff. All right, I got one. Okay. <laughs> A little, little, my little quick hit. Yes. So, did you really, really want to work for Diddy? <laughs> I did. Um, you know, I was backstory for our listeners that may not understand what that reference is. I was cheated. I should have won that whole damn thing. So I was on, I want to work for Diddy the second season. I got third and I should have got first. And I knew literally like when I got off the show, Capricorn, his assistant was on the radio in Philly and was like, oh, she couldn't win because if she would have won. She would have took our job. You damn right. Cause when that happened, I had already, I was already, I had them in my pocket. I was like, yo, I'm going to be your assistant. Cause I already been closing million dollar deals around here. You know, but it was just literally, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I auditioned. I knew what made good TV. And here's the part that's so funny. I actually did it because I wanted to be on The Apprentice. That's the one I wanted to be on because I was so mad how Amarosa got to the last one and just melted. Kwame melted. Every black candidate melted when they got to the end. And I was like, I'm going to go on Diddy for the warm-up. That's the Juco. Then when I get to <laughs> Apprentice MH, I'm power five. I'm at LSU. I'm Ohio State. I'm Bama in this bit. I'm ready. And then he turned it to only having celebrities. And so, but yeah, oh, no. I, I, ooh, I was ready. That's amazing. So those are like definitely my shows. I followed that whole oh, all of the all of the Diddy collection. I'm making a band, all of that stuff, man. <laughs> 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 
That's hilarious. Juco. Yeah. Juco. <laughs> <laughs> the HBCU Juco. Yeah, it was. Funny. It was. It was because you know I'm behind the scenes. It's so funny because you know when we're filming reality shows. I Last chance you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. It takes 22 hours of tape to get one minute of show. So they're filming you all day long. So literally, we'd be sitting there just waiting for the next task. You know, folks always be like, oh, reality shows are fake. Literally, the only thing that they did was cut the camera off after they told us that week's task so they could explain, like, the legalities and the rules. And then they turned the camera right back on. But it's so funny because, you know, we'd be doing stuff, just waiting, waiting. And then as soon as, like, they got the call that he was coming, people just start moving. I'm like, oh, he on hit Like, after the first day. After I laid the scene, peeped the scene, I was like, oh, when they start moving fast, mm. he about to come. So we need to start. So, yeah, no, it was fun. Mm. If, if, if I could, go, like I said, if I would, could do Apprentice now. <laughs> I don't need a champ, huh? The, the whole champ. The- <laughs> Love it. All right. So now we want to get into the winner's circle. And this is where we talk about, you know, what you're promoting, you know, what you want to do next, you know, uh, just, just to shine a light on you. So I did want to start with fitness because, you know, you are killing it in this fitness game. And not only are you personally in the fitness game, you're doing it to help others as well. So start with us about like, you know, how, like you compete. So start with like how you got into it, why you did it. And then kind of the business side of it, um, how you help others. So literally I just, walked in the gym one day and saw some girls who were in, in such great shape and i was like oh my god y'all look fantastic and they was like we bodybuilders and i was like what they was like you know that was like arnold schwarzenegger type and they was like not that it's more than that so literally i just did it and it's one of those things that blind when i say i talked to the guy who found one of in my trainer and he was like so when you think you go it was march he said when you think you're gonna get on stage i'm like what do you mean two months I could get myself together in two months. And he just bust out laughing. Like MH been laughing at me this whole time. That's what he did to me. He was like, it don't happen that fast. You're nowhere near ready. And I'm like, what? And after that, it took me a year. I started in March. I did my first show that next May. And two weeks before the first show, he was like, you not ready. So it is a thing. And so I've just been doing it. it it's so routine. It keeps me routine. And it's so funny because wherever I'm at, January 1st is when I start. And that's, this is busy season for everybody in sports. Everything back to back to back. But EJ, like when we saw each other. Are you all-star? I'm just like, you're like, nope, got to eat this. It's like, nope. I'm like, you doing this? You're like, nope, this, this. <laughs> I need some protein. <laughs> and so it's a thing. And it keeps me. It keeps me focused. It keeps my mind clear. It's a goal building thing. So what I did with that thing is I turned it into a weight loss thing to help folks with meal plans. So I make meal plans to help other people lose weight. I know what I need to do to get down and get ready to show. I know how long it takes me. So I just took what I eat and what I know works and flipped it so regular people can do it. And, um, you know, for me, it's helping busy people, especially busy women, uh, busy, busy mothers, you know, people that have kids in sports and do X, Y, Z. If I can get you to eat right, I can get you to lose weight. Because what I tell folks all the time, you know, I got a Pelly, 
I, I'm all in on that Peloton. But I tell folks, you cannot outwork a bad diet. You could go to the gym every day. If your eating sucks, you're going to be mad because you just in the gym wasting time. So for me, if I could help you eat right, if I could give you some little tips that help you throughout the day, we could get that weight off. And, and, and it's a thing. So I meal prep, I carry around the food. I got the protein bars in my bag. You know, I look at the schedule and see when I'm going to show, um, right now I'm like, let me find something. Normally I do, I try to do a show right before the draft. So in about six weeks, if there's one that I find that I like, and that's another reason why, regardless, I start January 1st, because if I don't do it, okay. But if you're going to do it, you got to be ready. So you know, I normally find one maybe right then, and then I find one, you know, to go in to tweak it maybe two weeks after draft, and that's what it looks like. And then I take off in July, and then July through, you know, football season, catch me, go crazy, because I'm eating something I shouldn't have no business eating. And it makes summer starts. <laughs> it makes you be like, should you have that? Listen, put all the sour cream on this bowl at your pole. <laughs> You double down on that cheese. Come on, give me some more. So yeah, no. So that's what it is. That's my fitness bag. And um, like I said, it's one of those things that that I love it. I um, anybody who wants to compete, I'd be like, listen, you want to compete or you want to win? Those are two totally different things. You could get on stage. I could get you ready to get on stage, but do you want to win when you're on stage? Two totally different things. But that's the mindset of this job. You know, do you want to be a sports agent or you just want to know some folks? You know, do you want to do multi-million dollar brand deals or do you just want to brand, you know, brand a few things? That's 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 how this space is. And I think those skills that I have for working and hustling in this space has transferred to work and hustle in in that space, too. And so, so Go ahead, ahead, EJ. No, no, go ahead, EJ. Go. So just in continuing with kind of like being in that space, right? So, you know, you have all this corporate time, you know, with other people and just with the amount of experience you do, you can help so many people, right? Like you've been given gems of just kind of talking with us. So how are you turning that into your entrepreneur spirit, right? Like, you know, you mentioned NIL, right? And just like working with your brother, I'm sure there's amazing things that you can or that you're probably already doing. So talk to us about your entrepreneurial endeavors and whether it's, you know, NIL, whether it's branding, you know, because right now, it's different. Like you said, like, I know you, I've heard you kind of even speak before, like you wish there was YouTube and TikTok and all this when you were, you know, uh, want to work for Diddy or doing those other things, right? Because that could have just excelled your brand and what you do. So how are you taking all of this knowledge and putting it into your kind of entrepreneurial spirit? So for me, that NIL space is wide open and it's easy for me because I always did rookies, especially like you said with trading cards, you know, back in the day with, with, with rookies, as soon as this time right here, your team didn't make it to the tournament, you getting put out the first round, you lost on Thursday, come see me Friday. <laughs> and we going to start signing these trading cards immediately so I can get some money in your pocket. But now I'm going to get you before this. So I ain't waiting six months for you. So for me and NIL, it just, it just fell into a natural sweet spot. And I love to go around and talk to parents, talk to high schools, talk to colleges, talk to especially parents. Right now, there are 26 states in the United States where you could do NIL high school and they need it. And it's one of those things that, you know, 
I really believe that the very first time I met EJ, I made a good impression on him in NIL because some woman randomly in his space on LinkedIn was like, do you, who knows NIL? And EJ plugged me and that was through Derry Max and the Cowboys and they gave me a job. So I consult with them on their NIL space. So oh, for nice. me, I, and it's always oh, definitely helping HBCUs because they don't have a me that's on campus. So you trying to call compliance, you trying to call a coach, you trying to call some, no, let me come in and talk to you, your parents, your students, and give you at least the basics, the top line things. And when I say top line, oh, they call you EJ. Okay. Guess what? In real life, that's not your real name. So what is your real name, son? And how come that's not in your profile? I cannot find you because they call you TT and you got TT everywhere. No, TT, what is your real name? What school do you go to? How come you don't have your school in there? What position do you play? Uh, football players. What number do you wear? Most high schools don't have their name on the back of the jerseys. So, I mean, it's just simple, basic things that these kids are missing. And the gym that I could give parents and I could say to parents anytime, start highlighting your kids now. We need a track record of highlights, a history, basically. Track, basketball, you know, right now you averaging, you know, it's your senior year, you averaging 19 points a game. You could say back when she was a freshman, she was only averaging 12, but through work ethic and I could tell a whole story if you had history of what they were doing when they were a freshman compared to what they were doing when they were a senior. So, yes. That's get them gems. Get them gems. That's it. For me, storytelling, teaching brands how to connect with athletes to now tell great stories that bring consumers in. Then teaching athletes how to storytell. Then that personal branding thing, that piece, that it factor, you're building your social media brand. So here's the things that agencies look for. Here's the thing that clients look for. Here's the thing that companies look for that want to partner with you. So how can I help you help be your best self? Because guess what? 99% of y'all are not going to the league. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to the league, this whole NIL thing that you're doing is the same way that you can turn that into a business NIL and turn that to your business LinkedIn. Because people like us who are trying to hire people, the first place we're going to run is your social media still. So guess what? You cleaned it up to do partnerships. So now transfer that to LinkedIn and, and do it all over again on LinkedIn. But you already have content because you already been documenting this from day one. So that's what it looks like. Let's go. You think, you think athletes have changed much? I always hear like it's a different athletes now, or do you think it's just the same? They have different opportunities or right there, different opportunities. Cause right now, so uh prime example, Jermaine O'Neal, he's an agent now. And mm -hmm. last year, me and Jermaine were talking and he was like, Ivory, NIL is the the 30, the 33rd team in the in the NBA. He said, You got two choices here. You could take a kid who, and you know, he was like, he had Timmy. He was like, second round, the NBA is giving you 480K. Gonzaga tell you to come back to school because they got a million dollars in NIL deals. What you gonna do? Go back. Go back. Uh, Baycott. There's so many kids that I could say. And then let's move men out of the picture. It's yeah. Women's History Month. 
girls can get this money through NIL so easily, track, softball, gymnastics, all of that. And the reason why it's so much easier for girls, because females are so much more engaging. And when I say they're much more engaging, oh, you had a great track meet. You posted your picture. You posted your race. You want the want people in the comments. Great track. Great rep. Blah, blah. People are asking advice. Females go back in and literally write back, reply. Yeah, they do. Look, the boys. Yeah. Great game. Thanks. <laughs> they don't even do that. Maybe right. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe get and a thumbs up back. Unless it's a homie, unless it's yeah. another person that they play against. But throughout it, it's just a blank, just a bunch of comments. And yeah. I'm like, companies want to know that you're engaging. Oh I'm hiring God. you because I want you to sell my product or promote my product. So if somebody be like, oh, that's a great shirt you have on. I'm coming back saying, oh, I got this from such and such. So now the company knows you're doing what they're paying you to do. And mm -hmm. all those are learned behaviors. So it is a different athlete because these kids know how to use TikTok. These kids know how to make a video. These kids know how to snap and, and do everything. And I'm like, listen, you gave me four, you got, you take an hour worth of footage. We can turn that into a reel. We can turn that into a story. We can turn that into a post. And that's all for one hour. Of footage that we done broke down to boom, 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 all these little places. And then you could disseminate to all of your social media. And now we rocking and rolling. And this is basic stuff that these kids don't see. And they just need someone to help them swim in the right direction. I love it. Damn. Yeah. See, that's I'm learning. <laughs> all right so as you have been doing throughout the show but this is a section we call the assist where you kind of get to drop some coaching gems um so just really if you could give us maybe a quote that you live by or just kind of something maybe you would tell your younger self but just like a quick quotable or something you could share with the people making a way out of no way that that's i i live by it because it's it's you cannot control what these athletes going to do. You can't control the company's response to it. You can't control the comments in the media section. But when you do get it, what you going to do with it? And that's it. That's the, the, the making away. It's like, listen, they told you no. Someone didn't agree with who you picked. The athlete was late. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong that day. So how do you still make away? And so it's always for me thinking an A plan, a B plan. How's this going to look? You know, because people are putting their whole campaigns in your hand, you know, because when something goes wrong, now you got to backtrack everything. And it's like, okay, is it worth it? Did we pick the right person? Do we have a pivot? You know, and these are all things that you guys have heard me say from the beginning of the show. And all these things are connected. So that's literally how you make that way is you got to prep, plan, and prepare. And if you skip one of them steps, unfortunately, you're going to be asked out. There you go. That's there Iris. Go. Three, three P's. She just dropped for you now. I hope y'all had your, your notebooks out for that. Hey, MH, man, bring us home, man, with the final thoughts. Iris, just, just loved your time, loved your energy. I, I really appreciate it. I learned a lot in the 60 minutes of just talking to you. So give me your flowers hope everything is as you continue to build and, and do great things we just appreciate you thank 
thank you. Thank you. You know, like I said, it, it's my pleasure. I'm here to help folks where I can. You know, companies need me because you don't, talent going to do what they're going to do. So you need somebody to know what they're going to do. Same thing, you know, like I said, with NIL, these companies going to do what they're going to do. So you need somebody who going to be able to help you and guide you. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. So for me, that's why I'm like, let me help you. Let me, let me help you. And then just on a social front or just kind of contact, where can they find you? What's the best way? You know, UIG, LinkedIn, all the above. Just kind of shout that out. So the list, we're going to put this in the show notes, but just so they can hear it verbally as well. So, yes, that's me. All my IG is Ivory Tab, my whole, my little weight plan. And I see you have it on there. Um, actually, it's T-I-P-S. It's tips because I give you tips. So it's tips by tab. But that's how I kind of do everything is by giving you these tips and dropping all this knowledge. If it's weight loss, if it's NIL, if it's branding, storytelling, it's just, you know, how can tab give you tips but what's so funny is this weekend i think i might have to switch it all up it was a little boy sitting next to me when i was speaking this weekend and his dad sent me a text like thank you for dropping these gems on him it was great he said he said he 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 named you miss miss it and i was like what he was like because she get it she Uh she she know it and i was like see and i get shit done i'm like this might be (laughs) MH, I'm like, tell him he just did his first branding deal. That's what that looks like. So no, it's 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 my pleasure. Like I said, please feel free. That's another gem that I always drop when these guys are making their Instagram, their TikTok, their IG, all your media platforms. The name should be the same. Let make it easy for people to find you. Right there. Absolutely. Well, hey, we want to thank our guest, man. This is a- Oh, it's amazing. Everything we thought was going to be a little more. Um, Thank you, the people, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show like we did. Uh, Please know new shows are dropping every Thursday, all right? And please subscribe to the YouTube channel because visual representation matters. If you see it, you can be it. And know uh, you can subscribe to Spotify, um, Apple, uh, Amazon, just anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. And please stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming y'all rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. 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 Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat out to racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and rap.